0: So a couple of months ago, I saw a post on Twitter from a female Boise State student who had just graduated. And she had mentioned that she was able to now publicly announce that she was Buster Bronco, the school mascot. She was retiring as Buster Bronco. And I knew at that exact moment that I needed to get her on this show to talk about her experience as a school mascot. I thought it was super, super intriguing. And now having her on the show, has shown me exactly that you guys are going to absolutely love this interview. You're going to learn what the the ins and outs are of being a mascot. Some of the things that she got to experience and a fun fact that she actually knows the pageant world very well. And we'll talk about some of the intricacies there. Some of the, the, the skill sets that she learned through her pageant days being Miss Idaho uh, and what she was able to transfer over to being a, a school mascot, which right now you're probably thinking what in the world would be the skill sets. Listen in today, and find those things out. Um, there's also some deep stuff that she's going to be talking about that you might not realize, um, but it's it's basically another reminder for us to treat others with respect and kindness, and you never know the impact you'll have on a life. It's a really good interview today on the Game Time Guru. So,
1: what time is it? Game Time Guru!
0: This is the Game Time Guru podcast, where I interview sports figures from all over the world to help deliver a panoramic view on sports. So whether you're a former athlete, one of the crazies, or simply a casual sports fan, this is the perfect show for you as we peel back the curtains and learn from our guests every single week. I'm your host, Shane Larson, and I'm helping you see sports through a different lens. What's up, everybody? Welcome out to another episode of the Game Time Guru podcast. I am your host, Shane Larson, excited to be here alongside Sierra Sanderson, who is going to be sharing some information with us in regards to her experience as a school mascot. So <laughs> it's a very interesting uh, topic. As you guys have probably seen, I've been trying to promote this throughout the week. I'm going to be, um, you'll hear it in the introduction, obviously. This is the first time this has happened on my show. Um, but it's its a topic I've been very intrigued about. Now, I'm going to rewind the clock. About, about a year ago or so, I interviewed a lady who was the the person who came up with Brutus Buckeye, which is the Ohio State Buckeyes mascot, she actually created the mascot and the name and everything of that nature, but she wasn't actually the mascot. So I always, since that time, I've always been like intrigued with mascots though and kind of the behind the scenes. So that's what we're excited for today um, to be able to pick Sierra's brain and learn about her experiences. Some of the fun things that she got to experience as a mascot and uh, we'll check that out. Just make sure you guys leave us a review on Apple Podcasts as well. Uh, It helps the show grow. We're in Currently, at the time of this recording, 109 countries, all 50 states. And um, the more reviews we get on the show on Apple Podcasts, the the more it can grow to to more places. And again, I'm going to encourage everybody to check the link that's in the description because you guys, if you want to sign up for a Canva account, if you're into digital creation, you want to make stuff for social media stuff, I've got an affiliate account through them so you can get your account through through my link here in the description. Go check that out uh, to help make stuff look a little more professional for your brand or business. So... Sierra, we're gonna we're gonna rewind the clock here. I, I came across a Twitter post of yours. That's how I even knew who you were. And it just <laughs> caught my eye. You know, you, you were able to retire the mascot, um, Buster Bronco. Everyone's always like, I wonder who it is. Right. <laughs> and uh I'm not gonna lie, it it threw me off. I was like, wait, what? So I was like, let's go. And 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 I'm kind of like this is why I'm so excited about this interview. So let's rewind the clock to the decision you made to even, I guess, want try to out. do this? Like, why did you want to be Buster Bronco? Um, was Are you from the Valley? Kind of talk to us about that, how you even got intrigued to to try out to be a mascot.
1: Yeah. Um. So I grew up in Twin Falls, Idaho, and I was on the cheer team at the like, private Christian school. And um, we had a boy cheerleader that I think just from the nature of the Um, school's beliefs. Instead of letting him be a cheerleader, they wanted him to be a mascot. And I really wanted to be the mascot, but they were like, no, girls can't be the mascot. You have to be the cheerleader. So that was like kind of annoying. But um, then flash forward, I, so I'm actually, how old am I? I'm 28. So I did like 10 years on and off of undergrad at Boise State. Um, But I grew up like bleeding blue. I think one of my favorite childhood memories is watching the 2007 Fiesta Bowl. Um, And then yeah, so I came to Boise State um, on and off. And then when I came back full-time in, like, I don't know, 20... I probably came back full-time 2017, like, got super involved on campus. Um, eventually, I saw a poster in the sub that said, like, we need Buster Broncos, like, here's when tryouts are, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that would be so much fun. I've always wanted to do that. But, like, I'm kind of just, like... I feel like I'll, maybe I'll always feel like a little girl, even though I'm almost 30, but I'm just like a little girl. Like, can I be Buster Bronco? I don't even know. So I'm pretty tall. So I wasn't super worried about a height requirement. Um, but I got, I got a hold of one of my friends since I've been around for so long. I know like all the student body presidents for the past like decade but I got a, one, a hold of one of my friends that used to be really involved on campus and was like do you know any of the Buster Broncos like from when you were uh full like really involved on campus and she put me in contact with one of the former Busters and he was like oh yeah like as long as you can do the push-ups like and you're tall enough you should be fine. So I showed up for, showed up to auditions, like really nervous. I was going to be laughed out the door. And later, like the coaches and like fellow mascots told me that they were like, kind of like, what is this girl doing here? But they made me feel welcome the day of. And I did enough pushups and, oh, we also have to run a mile. And I ran the mile in the <laughs> amount of time we needed to run it in. And then I became Buster.
0: Yo, that's okay. <laughs> There's so many things to unpack here as we're talking. Okay. Push-ups was the one I wanted to ask about too, but we're, we're going to hold on push-ups for a second because now I've, I've got to break down a couple things that you said. I'm unpacking as we speak. First and foremost, Bleed Blue. Um, you mentioned 2007 Fiesta Bowl. I always talk to people. I was, I was 18 at the time. Uh, that was one of my first big games I'd ever been to. I went down there to Arizona, got to witness the oh. hook and ladder and everything. So I too have a big memory of that like that's like a bit it's like ingrained that was like the the big part of boise state football in my in my yeah. life so when you brought that up it's kind of cool it's like ingrained now you were also a non-traditional student and what, what i mean by that um it looks like you graduated a little bit l- later um, i do graduated later so I, I can relate on that aspect i i uh, i always joke around sierra because i started school when i was i was a 17 year old freshman for like two weeks at boise state and then i had turned 18 and then i went on a church mission for two years came back i i was stupid i didn't do what i was supposed to do so i had to. i got put on academic probation couldn't get a student loan so then i had to go to cwi anyway it literally took me from the time i was almost 18 till the time i was 28 to graduate and i always joke around there's a movie where i think it's chris farley's like yeah, a lot of people go to school for 10 years and then uh david spade's like yeah they're called doctors but I'm like, well, that's 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 what I was like. So I'm relating to you in the sense of like, I I went back full time, like got fully in, it was 2015. I graduated 2017 when I was 28 years old. Um, So I kind of relate in the sense of like your, your student, like the way that your student life kind of happened there. Now tryouts, run a mile, pushups. Okay. Hold on. Running a mile. Some would say, why does that matter for a mascot? Now having the experience that you had, like during your time being the mascot, how does a mile run even (laughs) Relate to being a mascot.
1: Um, okay, so when a touchdown happens, um, Buster needs to get to like the the northeast corner of the stadium like immediately, and then has to do however many whatever the score is on the board in push-ups. So I could be in like the south end zone, like high fiving people in the audience, and then a touchdown is scored, and then you have like this giant like sweaty heavy horse costume that you have to like sprint across a football field and you can't like just go across the football field you have to like go around the football field obviously and then then you have to do a bunch of push-ups so um honestly just like existing in the horse costume if like the temperature is above 80 degrees is like a workout in itself even if you're not like really being super active so that is why it's so important to be able to run a mile
0: <laughs> oh my gosh like it, it's it's so funny talking to you because i've watched you know I've, I've obviously been around boise state my whole life i'm a boise state alum so been to many games i watched the i watched buster i watched apparently it was you so i'm watching you for the last <laughs> couple of years but even before that like and i always think to myself like this must suck right now It's <laughs> hot, uh, especially games when they're popping off like you know 30 40 50 points sometimes and just non-stop and it's like dude because i have to ask does the does the costume stink does it like stink inside of there because that's probably so miserable it's like a sauna that you don't have any breathable air unless it is breathable. So <laughs> everyone wants to know what's it like inside the actual costume
1: so we have a team this last my senior year oh well my like super 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 senior year my actual last year um we had a team of five and the smallest team we had was like a team of three so there's multiple busters and If I'm the last one in the costume, then it, like, doesn't stink because I'm, like, a princess that doesn't really sweat. But some of the boys, like, look like they took a shower and, like, the shoes, uh, oh, the shoes are so bad after the boys are in them. So, um, yeah, I kind of, I always roast the boys for, like, smelling so bad and then they roast me for being, like, a princess, but... um, the mascot costume does not smell if I'm the last one in it.
0: If you're the last one in it, yeah. So so you're sharing the same costume. It's being sweat in. Like, is there any kind of like spray that y'all use before you switch? Yeah, out? it gets like,
1: dry cleaned like almost daily by the the guy who shout out to Dale, the guy who like takes care of all the football players' uniforms. They have like a dry cleaner, I think, in like the football facility. So they dry clean the mascot suit like once a week. And we have like three of them ish. Yeah. So on a football day, one of the way, like the way of football days work is that we have a pregame buster um, that does like the parade and like walks with the band and does tailgating stuff. And then we have a first half buster and we have a second half buster and we have enough costumes that like the only thing that really gets shared is like the gloves and shoes and head. So the main body, everyone gets a fresh body. So that's nice.
0: <laughs> everyone gets a fresh body. This is Awesome. When I was boxing at Golden Gloves, I, I fought for three years. I remember this. People thought it was so disgusting. But like literally before my match, I remember I was warming up before my last fight. I was actually at Boise State because we had a boxing club back then. We were fighting for the Bronco Belt in the kinesiology building in the gym they had. And, and, and the guy who was fighting right before me um, needed gloves. I had already been taped up and I was wearing gloves, getting warmed up. Well, they needed to take my gloves and give them to him. And then that meant – and then I was fighting right after this person. So I'm like, what the heck? You guys didn't have enough gloves? And so then the guy who was currently in the ring who finished, and then this other guy goes, I took his gloves and put them on because he had just finished fighting and I needed gloves for after this match. So it was just kind of a mosh posh trying to figure out. It was disgusting. I mean, I'm talking, you're talking like soaked in sweat. And you just put your hands in there and you just go to work. Like it's just, it is what it is.
1: I have gross. When I'm like the last one in the costume and the hands are like gross. I like, everyone's like trying to high five Buster. And I'm like, you don't want that. You know, I'm sorry to like curve, like. What is it called when you like someone tries to give you a high five and you like I don't know leave them hanging? Yeah, yeah, leave them hanging. hanging," but you do not want to high five Buster Bronco right now. It's so gross. Oh,
0: that's nasty. (laughs) So so it's it's interesting. One of the things I'm assuming it's kind of like a sorority or a like in a sense of you're kind of sworn to secrecy, right? Like there there's there's some there's some things until you're retired and then you can kind of talk about it like we're obviously doing. But during the time you're sworn to secrecy. I want to know in a day and age, Sierra, where we have uh, social media, you're on campus all the time. You're at school, you're talking to professors, students, whatever you're at the games, you know, where everybody's at. How hard is it to actually be quiet? And did you even get like, is there anyone you were allowed to tell or was it literally outside of just your Buster Bronco little <laughs> crew Um, where you just sworn to secrecy? You couldn't say a word.
1: Yeah. So the whole, the whole cheer team knows obviously, cause we're with them all the time. And then, my family knows and my close friends know. Cause there's sometimes where I'm like, ugh, let me, let me think of an example. Like we need to go do the grand opening of like Costa Vida in Meridian and Buster Bronco needs to be there. Um, or like Albertsons is like a big, big sponsor. We do like events for sponsors where it's like, you have to show up and there's not really any place to change in or out of the costume. So like, I have to like recruit my best friends. Sometimes it's fellow busters, but sometimes the busters aren't available. Like my best friends, I'm like, hey, like I need to get in a horse costume and then like lay in your back seat and you need to drive me and then drive me back. And I have to be like fully so people will like peek into the car and like Buster Monk will just be like straight out in the back. But um, so I did, did need to tell some friends out of necessity and then some people just figure it out because. Um, like if you sit in the front row, the student section, the whole corral, I don't know if you know what the corral is, the spirit club, uh, the whole corral pretty much figures it out because they see like, Sierra looks awesome, like before the game. And then she like disappears and then she like comes back kind of sweaty looking. And so they put it together and they know, so it's like not the biggest secret in the world, but we definitely like can't blast it on social media. And I definitely was able to surprise a bunch of friends, um, that like i've gotten pictures with and then saved the pictures and and professors and faculty that like were very close with me but and i'd see them at games all the time but they had no idea i don't people don't really suspect me because i'm like i'll tell them i'm like an assistant cheer coach and stuff and i just don't look like no one's mind goes to like oh Sarah Sanderson's probably in the horse costume
0: yo no it's i mean (laughs) it's not like i'm trying to like stereotype and stuff because like i just assumed I just, I don't know. I don't know why I assumed it. That's why I was surprised. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. And it was even <laughs> cooler that way. I'm like, this is sick. Uh-huh. So like, that's, that's why I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if other people were kind of the same way. Like, wait, what? Like, yeah. you know, a former cheerleader that's like, you know, pretty girl that's doing it. Oh, she's Buster Bronco. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's interesting. You mentioned some of these events um, that you had to go to, like, sponsored events and stuff, Albert Sands, opening up a restaurant, whatever it is in whatever city, you're doing all these different things. So it's not just the sporting events with everything that you do, can you talk to us, like let the people know who aren't even like, I got a lot of listeners that are outside of Boise, obviously it's all, it's across the globe. So you know, as a mascot, it's not just game day, right? But can you explain the different events that you take part in and kind of what the time commitment is for Buster Bronco?
1: Yeah. So it definitely depends on how many people we have on the team mm-hmm. and whether or not a pandemic is happening. <laughs> <laughs> but um, before oh my God, before COVID, I had like a summer where I was the only buster in town. And I was like literally in buster like three or four times a week, like doing freshman orientations, different events, like, and there were not, even there wasn't even sports going on. But then after COVID, the like, the pace died down so much, it still hasn't recovered totally, I don't think. But it was like, a lot, a lot less, like, time-consuming and we had like five people on the team at that point so that was really nice um but I don't know the I don't know that the main the busiest season is definitely there's like a couple weeks where like volleyball basketball football are all happening and like it's like finals and final projects and it's like the end of November-ish early December and it's like that's the most hectic like crazy crazy like mascot season. Cause we do, we have to be at everything and it's a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. I, that's what I wanted people to understand that it's not just, Hey, for two or three hours at a football game once a week, there's a lot that's apparently now that I'm learning a lot that goes on behind the scenes that you're doing. You mentioned freshman orientation, like the, the things like that, because Buster is part of the culture um, of, of Boise state. It's not just yeah. football. Uh, everyone knows Boise state for football, but it, it, Buster's part of the culture. So, yeah. <laughs> um, is there anything that you learned, uh, during your time, did, did becoming a mascot and being part of that, um, enhance your, I guess your perception, did it change your perception of Boise state university as a whole? Um, now like besides just being a normal student and now you're seeing it from a mascot's perspective, cause you're going to all these different things. Did it change anything? And if so, what was it?
1: Oh man, I don't know about Boise state specifically. I'm not sure. I mean, it's just like Boise state. I love Boise state so much. Like I owe them so much of like my education and my career and some of my professors are like some of my best friends. Cause I've been there for so long. <laughs> um, and, um, I, I don't know if it necessarily changed my opinion at Boise state, but it definitely helped me my like love for the university grow. Yeah. Um, and just being able to be a part of it. But I think the biggest like eye opening thing about being buster was, um, realizing, I guess that like, it's not necessarily a bad thing because I like, I like being a cute girl, but I like am kind of, I don't know, like if sexualized is the right word, but like, I'm just like sexualized 24 seven. And in Buster, it was like my first break from that. Mm -hmm. And it was really interesting having like, like full grown men will like grab me on like the chest. And it was like, not uncomfortable because they weren't doing it in like a, sexual way like I was just really much a bro they had no idea like being treated like a bro was was I had no idea that I was like treated so differently as a woman until I got to be in Buster and I don't like this I don't really hate the way I'm treated at like as a woman it was just like kind of eye-opening to be like oh whoa like living in the world as a guy is like so different that's so wild um but I still like being a cute girl it was, it was just this, like a super interesting thing that I'd like never really, I don't know, thought that, I don't know, the experiences would be so vastly different, I guess.
0: Right. No, and I'm glad you shared that because that's super intriguing. Uh, something that I don't I don't think anybody would have expected or at least very few people would have expected it. So I'm glad that it kind of gave you an opportunity to see that. It, it's eye-opening. It gives you a little bit of life lessons, even though it's kind of like a fun thing of being a mascot. So very yeah. intriguing stuff that it you also, can share with people later. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it
1: also kind of gave me like, I feel like when I am existing in this the world is like oh Sierra is like was a high school cheerleader and was like uh I was Miss Idaho um in like in 2014 I was Miss Idaho and went to Miss America so I'm like a former pageant girl and I think there's just a lot of expectations of how society expects me to behave and so being able to like get in Buster and like kind of be a different person let me discover a different like mischievous like tomboyish side of me like prankster that like normally I'd be like I, I don't know if I'm like overly concerned about what people think about me but I just like wouldn't behave like I would in Buster because like I don't know it'd just be weird. Yeah. But that was really cool.
0: No. <laughs> so something I didn't know about you is what you just said is that you were into the pageant space. So I don't know if you knew this but I will share this on the show because those who are listening if you if this is your first time listening because maybe you know Sierra and you want to kind of hear some of the story, flashback a couple episodes which is going to be launching at the time of this recording is actually launching in two days, but, um, I was, <laughs> this is so funny. So just last month, um, because of this show and the connections I've made, I was asked to be a judge for the miss Idaho pageant. Okay. And I went to Idaho you? falls. Yeah, Well, so I know I just was in it oh, like, just two, now. yeah, just now. So What's a month there or there two ago.
1: Someone? Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. So we were, we were in Idaho falls oh for oh. miss Idaho and then miss Idaho's outstanding teen. So, that was my, like, I've never been in the pageant space my entire life. Right. And so like, I have a whole episode where I interviewed Jocelyn Osmond, who's actually Miss Utah, uh, Miss okay. Utah's outstanding teen. So she's going to Miss America in like a week from the oh, yeah. time of the recording. So anyway, um, it's interesting. Sierra, I didn't know that about you, but I actually, I was thinking while you were talking, uh, my perception has completely changed in regards to like. Pageants and stuff, and the things that the girls learn there and stuff, and so I, when you were talking about mascots and stuff, that's what was in my head. I'm like, it's almost like a pad. I'm learning more. It's bigger than just a mascot and just like a pageants. Like, there's so many things you can learn. Uh, You have to, and when you're saying you have to be everywhere, like these sponsored events and stuff. I was in my head, I'm thinking of the pageants because these girls that I'd never been. A, I, I don't, I didn't care about pageants whatsoever. They just asked me because I was good at interviewing, and yeah. so I went and did it, and it, it was an amazing experience for me because I got to see that the girls aren't a bunch of dumb, uh, you know dumb chicks who can't chew gum and walk at the same time. Like some people think yeah. they're all these ditzy chicks, they're not at all. It's yeah. actually the exact opposite. They can interview, they demonstrate their talents on a stage, they do all these different things. And then not all, it doesn't stop on the, that's the competition side of it. Then afterwards you're at all these things and you have to be on all the time. So anyway, when I interviewed Jocelyn, which her episode will be launching here soon, she talks about that. Like, how do you be on all the time and all these little things and um, it's just interesting you brought up the whole pageant thing that's I had that's a connection I had no idea was even a connection so, <laughs> so that's funny. wild so I will to that point because this interview that's part of this whole thing is to kind of just chat with you and get some insight are there any things you took from your pageant days that you were able to translate over to like your your mascot days is there oh, anything yeah. skill sets that you were able to transfer?
1: yeah, I'd say so one they're like they're really similar in that um I have to represent, like, an organization that's, like, bigger than myself, which um, is awesome and a privilege, but I'm also kind of, like, exhausted of, like, I don't know, filtering myself on social media and, like, I don't know, having the responsibility of that. So, it was, I would never take back a moment of the past 10 years, but I have been under contract with, like, pageants or, like, sponsor organizations or, like, Boise State University, um, which has been awesome, and I, like, know how to behave because of all my pageant experience, but... It's kind of exhausting to, like, kind of always be second-guessing what you're, like, saying. Um, And then the other thing is that body awareness. I have spent tens of hours, like, maybe over a hundred, maybe hundreds of hours, um, learning how to model and walk in heels, like, on a runway. And it's a lot more difficult to be, like, aware of, like, everything about your body at once. And, like, a model walk, it might look really natural, but it's, like, very not natural. And then Buster was exactly the opposite. Like for modeling, you want to tuck your arms in like behind you and keep them very like tight. So they like slim you down. And with Buster, I wanted like my arms like poofed out, like in front of me, like walking with my legs spread apart. So it actually helped me, even though like walking as Buster is like just completely the opposite of everything you want to do on a pageant stage. I just was like, do the opposite of like, do, do everything exactly the opposite. Um, but I'd had, I'm like, really good at like being aware of like, what are my arms doing? What are my legs doing? Blah, blah, blah. So that, that actually really helped. I think the like modeling, like practice, even though the, the actual things you're doing with your body are completely opposite. And um, honestly, just, I don't know, I guess both of them combined also just have given me like a huge love and loyalty to Idaho as a whole and Boise state and, um, because I don't know, I got to yeah be Miss Idaho at Miss America, and then got to be Buster Bronco for years. So that's
0: so cool. And it, uh, with all that, you've had spotlight on you. Like with Buster, it was kind of the spotlights on you, but a little bit different because they don't yeah. know who you are. It's well, a, little bit, a little bit. Different. Yeah. But you understand how to perform under pressure. That's another thing that I've noticed with like the pageant space is that they know how to perform under pressure. Well, Buster's also there they're watching you do push-ups so here's the deal we're gonna rewind i already kind of i told you we're gonna talk about the push-up side of things okay you're in there former pageant girl you know you're doing push-ups and you had to do this you had to do a one mile run you had to do push-ups to kind of show that you were you know capable of doing this during the tryouts and now you have to do these push-ups so talk to us about the push-ups is it something that you dread every game or is this something that you enjoy and do you have to train throughout the week to try to keep your body in good enough shape to be able to do that
1: yeah, I definitely do. Because I'm like, I'm again, just like a little girl with no upper body strength. Um And like, we have like a team of boy, like actually, actually, it was like kind of female dominated most of the time I was there where there are definitely other girl busters, but they're stronger than me. And I just I feel like I just get the worst luck. Like I had to be UTEP buster, like I had, I did definitely did way more pushups than anyone else last football season. And it was like, we would try to plan where like, I was like, please, like, ugh, like just, I want to do the fewest pushups possible. Like I'll do, I'll be pre-game buster. I can do them, but like, I don't want to do them. Um, and then I got, I got, I got stuck with like, I think I did like 150 pushups for the UTEP game, maybe like and 30 but just so many push-ups and I'm like every time like a touchdown would happen they're like oh Sierra we're so sorry this is not what we this is not what we predicted and I was like it's fine like I can do it I can do it but it's definitely something I dread but if I'm doing push-ups that means we're scoring so that's great.
0: Oh, that's a good outlook on it. I've always wondered that, though, because Buster's face, like you don't get to see the expressions of you guys underneath, but I, I yes. know for a fact if it was me and I'm on another end zone or I'm sitting and I'm finally chatting with the fans, I'm kind of high-fiving kids or whatever, and there's another, like a pick six or something happens, I'd probably be saying some curse words underneath the mask and being rolling my eyes. Yeah. I'd probably be like, come on now. Like, are we serious? Run back down there. But see, Buster always looks happy. But I, don't yeah, know. I, I imagine it's not always the case beneath. Maybe it is, but yeah. do you guys no. have
1: headsets that you have to
0: to listen to in there, or is it kind of just all no. winging?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can like they. So the mouth is like what we see through and talk through, and so like the other busters. If you're not inside of Buster, then you need like you're following him around. Like as a person on the Buster team, like you need to follow around, make sure kids aren't pulling his tail, make sure Buster doesn't need water. Um, I have type one diabetes, so if I'm in the suit, then someone has to carry like a snack around for me. And, and your job also, if you're not in Buster is to be watching the game and being like, Oh, um, we're about to score. We need to like start get out of the South end zone and start moving back to the push up board. So you don't have to like
0: sprint. sprint.
1: <laughs> Cause that's the word, like, that's the word I can do. I can do the ups, but if I'm like sprinting out of breath, that's when it gets, oh, that's when it's miserable. Oh my God.
0: So crazy though. <laughs> this is so cool. So, Sierra, to respect your time, I, I just want to ask a few more questions, and that way um, you can get get going with the rest of your day. I, I it's just so cool; I'm, I could just pick your brain all day. But um, <laughs> do you have a favorite memory, whether it's a football oh, game or an event or anything? Is there a favorite <laughs> memory you'd be willing to share with us?
1: Yes, I was hoping you would ask this because I like had been debating of whether or not I wanted to like ever share this publicly. And then I had a I had like a text interview by um, I think it was the Blue Collar Club, uh-huh. and I was like, I'm gonna share it let's go. Um, I'm going to keep the names anonymous, but there was a girl on the cheer team who was dating a Boise State basketball player, and he like dumped her, and she was sad. I can't remember the story, but um, we were just like mad at him, and so then it was like homecoming, and I was pre-game buster, and so pre-game okay. buster for homecoming, oh, it's probably like my favorite, um, maybe because of the story partly, but like pre-game buster on homecoming is such a blast, because there's so many more activities. You have to be in like three places at once, but I get done with like the homecoming parade. And then I had to run to the, like, what is it called? The auxiliary gym or something like where the volleyball girls play. Mm -hmm. Yep. And the Boise State basketball players were having a slam dunk contest and I was on the judge panel. So I'm like next to Marlene Trump and like some basketball alums and we're holding up numbers like one through ten when the boys do their dunks. And so I'm giving everyone tens and everyone nines because I can't really like see the dunks because the buster visibility is like pretty bad. So I'm just like giving them all good scores. And then I see that her like X is going up to dunk. And so I like dig through the pile and I found like a three or a four. And so he, he did his dunk and then I put up like a super low score and the MC was like, Oh, Buster was not impressed with that one. And then at the end of the dunk contest, I like did a high five line, like high five all the basketball players. And when I got to him, like dipped out and like didn't give him a high five. <laughs> and then um, I went to the, then we went to the game Um, and I saw the cheerleader and I was like, bro, like, guess what I just did. It was so funny. And then we took a picture together and she made Buster like her, me mean, her and Buster like her profile picture, like that same day. And then I was her profile picture for like a year and a half. So it was like, I wonder if the basketball player like thinks I'm like her new boyfriend. Like, who does he think was in the Buster suit? Like, but it was like, I think it was really obvious that I was like picking on him. (laughs)
0: Yo, this is like the best version of a keyboard warrior though, because you're behind the mask of, of Buster Bronco and you're, and you're defending your girl. You know what I mean? It
1: was so funny. It was so funny. So that was my favorite moment.
0: So, so my question, Sierra, did, did he ever find out that that was you? Or is it like,
1: Not until he maybe listens to this podcast or he,
0: and you said you did it. You answered it for the blue collar club too, right? So it's out there now. Shots, (laughs) shots fired. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's an amazing memory. It actually makes me smile. I love it. I love that you have your homegirls back too. That's, that's super dope. What uh, what would you say is like the biggest lesson that you learned? I mean, as far as being Buster, like you had great experiences. I mean, it was tough, push-ups, all the stuff you mentioned, you know, learning what it was like to be kind of like a, a guy in the world compared to being a girl in the world and all yeah. that stuff. But, but if you look back throughout all your time of being Buster and the whole entire experience, I'm sure there's tons that's, you know that goes into that. Uh, what was what was the biggest life lesson that you learned?
1: Hmm, I don't know if I'd consider it a life lesson, but I did. I don't know. Sorry if I'm like gonna get like a little dark on you, but I do. I have like some pretty severe depression, and I haven't felt like suicidal tendencies for like probably like a year and a half now. But when I was first Buster, I was like not in a good place, and then every time I would put him on, like get in suit. Like, I could be, you were talking about, like, I wonder if we could see, like, the face, like, inside the mask. Like, there were some times where I was, like, crying, crying. And, like, I was, like, I don't want to be here. This is awful. And then as soon as I, like, get in Buster and, like, see, like, a little kid, I'm, like, high-fiving. Like, it would completely change my day around. And um, there were just some, there were some, like, football games and basketball games where I got, like, I just, I really needed to like walk into a football stadium and like be everyone's best friend and like have everyone begging for a high five or a hug from me or a picture. And then like, I don't know. So it's not really a life lesson, but I would like to say like, thank you so much to Bronco nation. Cause I really did need a lot of the love you gave me. And I was really scared when I graduated that like, I would sink back into a depression without buster, but I think, I don't, know, I don't really know how to put the life lesson into words, but I guess Buster gave me like a lot of coping mechanisms to deal with depression and to like quiet those like dark thoughts in my head. So again, thank you so much Bronco Nation. <laughs> Letting no, me my sadness.
0: That's huge. And uh, yeah, shout out Bronco Nation for those who you don't even realize sometimes the impact you're making on somebody, you know, you're a Buster Bronco and here you are doing this for them, but uh, on the opposite side that without them even realizing, you know, they're helping you. So, I'm a huge advocate of mental health. That's what I was trying to get at um, before. And it's cool that you mentioned that because I'm a big advocate. I use this platform for that all the time. Uh, I, you know, I was a big part of the connection is the cure. I mean, I talk to a lot of athletes that battle with mental health um, concerns all the time. And so, I think that's huge that you opened up about that. And I'm grateful that you did that. So, thank you for being vulnerable and being willing to share that piece of it. And I would encourage the listeners that, hey, you know, we don't know who the Buster Broncos are. But you never know what, you know, having a positive attitude towards them might actually, you know, do for them in their life. So I'm actually yeah. sure you shared that. And uh, moving forward, if you had one piece of advice to somebody who wants to be a mascot, um, you know, it's probably harder than it looks. But it's also, it might be a lot more fun than it looks too at times. But what would you tell somebody who has this, who's listening to this and is like, hey, I want to be a mascot. What would your advice be?
1: um do it I think I I think everyone probably feels like a little bit out of their comfort zone when they like think about like oh could I do that like I was definitely didn't feel like I fit what a mascot should look like I guess but I did pretty good and had such a blast it was like one of the most fun things I've ever done in my life um and yeah, I think it's definitely the best person to be on football game days because your job is literally just to go have as much fun as possible. And so if you can deal with the sweat, um, yeah, just go do it. <laughs> it's awesome.
0: I dig it. Now that you're graduated and you're retired from Buster Bronco, what's next for uh, Sierra Sanderson? Are you working? Do you have a like, what, what are you doing and what can we shout out? Is there anything we can do to help promote what you're doing? <laughs>
1: yeah so i started i'm a mechanical engineering major and i started a 3d printing company um a little bit into COVID, i'd actually been working for caleb chung who is uh the guy who invented the furby so i was like a toy engineering intern and fell in love with the toy industry um he eventually retired like right before i was supposed to graduate and i like kind of panicked and i was like i want to be buster again because COVID sucked um And I don't know what I'm going to do with my life now. So I started a 3D printing company um, in what was supposed to be my senior year. And then it blew up on TikTok. I won the entrepreneur competition at Boise State. And um, I now have like over 20 3D printers going full time, but I am about to move into a bigger place and I have the capital to like at least quadruple that over the next few months. So, um, I hired my best friend right after graduation full-time. And then last week I hired my sisters full-time. So I have three full-time employees. I'm working like more than full-time and we are ramping up the amount of 3d printers we have over the next couple months and then expanding our product line. So my, uh, business is called 3D princess with a T in the middle, and um, you can find me on TikTok under my name Sierra Sanderson, and that'll have like my website and stuff and my Instagram. I post on Instagram a lot too.
0: Oh, okay. So I'm gonna put those links here to TikTok as well as Instagram, and you guys can find out. More about 3D princess. I think that's dope. Um, for my full time job that I work, I work for ClickFunnels. I work with entrepreneurs all day long. I'm a project manager over there. So it's cool to hear what you did. So, what, a mechanical engineer. Okay. Like, dude, you just throw that out there. Like, that's I'm Busted Bronco, but I'm also bang. And you just hit that on the. So people are probably like, holy frick, dude. So. That's awesome. Uh what we whatever we can do for you, Sierra, we'll do. We'll push that out there. I'll have that in the description for those who are listening. So if they want to take advantage of the services and check what you got going on over there or follow you on your social platforms, we'll we'll push that for you. I just want to say thank you. Uh, thank you for taking the time out of your day to to share your story. And I'm looking forward to getting this out to the masses. But just thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me and asking such awesome questions.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It was, a, it was an honor to have you on here. For those who are listening, if this is your first time listening. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Let's get the show out to as many people as possible. And uh, we'll be coming to you next week with another one.